Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and I'd like to introduce your host of Business Talk. He's editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here is George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. We have a terrific show for you today. We're going to get to it in a minute, but first we need to hear this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF equal housing lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we are back. And as promised, we have a terrific show for you today. Should be very enlightening, very informative. We have with us John Regan. He is the president and CEO of Associated Industries of Massachusetts. How are you today, John? I'm well, George. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We have a lot to talk about today, uh, but especially we want to talk about the economy. Uh, It's a subject that's been on everybody's minds, and it always will be. Uh, We seem to be seeing, can I dare call them, mixed signals on the economy, conflicting signals on the economy, if you will. We're going to try to uh, slice through all that and try to figure out what's going on here. We do have a few positive things going on, but there does seem to be a lot of a lot of turbulence, a lot of headwinds, as they say, in the aviation industry. Uh, you had your own business confidence index come out. You've got another one coming out very soon, but you had one come out last night, month that seemed to show there was a lot of confidence going on in the economy at the same time that there was uh, the stock market was was plunging. The uh, workforce crisis was still with us. Uh, a lot of negative signals at the same time. So let's start by kind of uh, uh, looking to sort out these conflicting signals, if you will. Kind of shed some light on what you're seeing and what you think it all means. So I'm delivering some remarks soon to one of our member companies, and I've been doing some research Uh, in the demographic space. And I came across a fascinating data point from the Gallup uh, polling company. Uh, And this data is uh, from March of 2022. So just a a little while ago. And it talks about, and this is a nationwide survey, it talks about Americans' satisfaction with their personal lives and the direction of the United States. I know we're going to focus on Massachusetts, but I just wanted to use this Uh, to set up a framework around this mixed signals, mixed bag uh, concept uh, with respect to the economy. So people's individual satisfaction rates around 85 out of 100, and their satisfaction with the way things are going in the country in March of 22 was at 17%. So a wide disparity between how I'm feeling about me and my life and how I'm feeling about the country as a whole. Now, I don't think if you did the same poll in Massachusetts, I don't think you would see such a dichotomy between personal and and my attitudes about the Commonwealth. And so when I look at the business confidence index and it's now, uh, you know, three months in a row trending upward in the midst of the headwinds that you referenced, inflation, supply chain, 
cost of energy, I know that's a function of inflation, but cost of energy, especially for our manufacturing members, is a concern. Access to workforce and being able to find labor in a timely manner. Uh, all of these things present challenges. We're still experiencing uh, COVID. Uh, I, I had a couple of members of my staff at in-person events recently, and they're now positive. Um, so we're still dealing with a lot of these things, but despite that, the business confidence index has remained quite high, you know, deep into the, almost to the 60 point line and anything over 50 is positive. Uh, so we're solidly in positive territory. And the component indexes that, that lie beneath the overall business confidence index are also uh, in, in solidly positive territory. So there's a lot of confidence out there. And I think, uh, you know, we will be watching the monthly uh, index to see if there's any signs of softening, but so far mm -hmm. uh, that has not occurred. And, and I would add to that, if you look at uh, just one indicator of economic health for the Commonwealth and for state government, you know, never has state's own revenue kind of come in at the level that we're seeing right now. Uh, the state, you know, the governor uses this term a lot and, and we have as well, you know, we seem to be awash in cash. And, you know, that presents opportunities. Uh, certainly, you know, we would urge the legislature to uh, continue to save some of that money for the inevitable rainy day that will come. But then in terms of spending, make sure that the, the, the money that has come in is being spent wisely and used primarily for, for one-time things because I suspect this level of revenue is not going to endure you know, for multiple fiscal years. So I think we need to view this as a little bit of an aberration and, and not spend up to the new revenue limit. Okay, interesting. Like you said, uh, there is some confidence out there, but now we're now hearing a lot of talk about the dreaded R word, and this is making things even more complicated. And I, I really can't wait till your business confidence index comes out uh, for May, I think should be out in a couple of days. We'll see what's actually happening. But, uh, you know, your team is looking at the economy. Uh, everyone's looking and trying to avoid a recession. Uh, now some people are saying it's inevitable or at least probable. Uh, what are your economists saying there? So more probable than not. Um, you know, we're still seeing modest growth. So the technical definition of a recession is... Uh, two or more quarters of negative growth. So we're not seeing that negative growth appear just yet. Um, it's possible for, you know, other states to be in recession while the country as a whole isn't. So we're going to have to watch this carefully just to see where and how uh, it all manifests itself. Um, you know, clearly we have a very robust job market. Uh, we still have more positions open than people willing to, to fill them. Um, we, you know, the, the remarks that I'm making next week are the beginnings of sort of a, a campaign that I'm going to run uh, around talking about the demographics of Massachusetts and how that is going to impact our economy uh, going forward where, where 
an aging population. Um, no secret to any of the careful readers of, of Business West or the folks who listen to information broadcasts like this. Um, we're not having children at a sufficient rate to replace our aging and retiring population. Uh, we are amongst the states with a 44 state, one being terrific, 50 being not so great. So we're down in the bottom of the, the index of people leaving Massachusetts for other jurisdictions. And so this labor concern, which is a manifestation of the demographic issue that I'm referencing, uh, will continue to be a challenge for our members and for our employers in Massachusetts. And, you know, the strategies for, for dealing with it, and, and I would mention, you know, immigration, which has long been a, a, a strong factor in Massachusetts, has tailed off in the last few years. Uh, so we're looking at um, increased retirements, not enough replacement workers and people moving out as challenges that we need to confront because if we continue to lose population, then the workforce situation will only get worse. Well, I was going to ask if all these signs in the windows, we're hiring uh, positions available. Sometimes they're even more dire than that. You know, I was at a retail outlet the other day where they were interviewing people on the spot, you know, making offers, trying to bring people in. Is that a sign of a healthy economy or is that a sign or signs of something else? Like you said, uh, perhaps a situation that's not as healthy as we would like it to be. Yeah, that, that's a great observation. And I'm, I'm going to um, waffle a little bit, mostly because I'm not certain how to answer the question. Traditionally, if you had more open jobs than people, that would be a sign of a robust economy, right? The companies are doing well. They need more people to be successful. But I think your question gets at this notion that, you know, have we reached a tipping point here? And I guess it depends on, on who you talk to. Um, I know AIM engages in recruitment projects for our members. It's one of those fee-for-service things that we do. And we only get paid if we are successful recruiting for you. So it's a success-based compensation. And, and we've been doing more projects in the, in the recruitment space than at any time uh, than I've been with the association. It's been a high-demand thing. And we've been doing okay. And, and we do this um, for, for my members who might be listening, I, I just want to acknowledge we do this with one hand tied behind our back. We, we promise not to poach employees from other member companies. So we're trying to find workers who, who are either with non-member companies, and sorry if you're a non-member, but uh, or, or who are newly entering the workforce. So we're trying not to poach. We're not trying to rob Peter to pay Paul, if you will. Um, but it's been a high demand service. And so I, I see that continuing. Uh, clearly, if, if we do hit a recessionary period and, you know, particularly if interest rates continue to climb and there's every indication that that's what the Fed intends to do, uh, money supply will get tighter. And so some of the expansion projects or, 
you know, projects related to increased productivity, some of those things might be put on pause, and then that might uh, create um, less opportunity in the job market. So it, it's really a period of wait and see. Uh, and the signs, again, back to what we said at the beginning, it's, it's a little bit confusing at the moment. Okay, you're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking to John Regan. He is the president and CEO of Associated Industries of Massachusetts. Uh, John, I know you're in touch with your members. Uh, I know you you poll them regularly. You do your survey, but but you're basically in tune with what they're saying. Uh, the phone calls, the comments, uh, probably emails as well. What what what's keeping business owners up at night these days? Uh, probably quite a number of things. <laughs> Well, the big one continues to be workforce. We've, we've touched upon that. Uh, we do hear quite a bit about supply chains continuing to represent a challenge. Uh, I had the opportunity to listen to an economist recently uh, who works at the United States Chamber of Commerce, and he was referencing uh, the Port of California, which has been in the news quite a bit. And, you know, we can all remember those pictures of, you know, ship after ship sitting out in the harbor waiting to come in. And the data that, that he shared was that at the peak of the problem, the bottleneck, there were approximately 130 ships waiting to come in to offload their cargo and then move their, that product into the rest of the country. And lately that backlog has fallen to below 50, might be even like 40 ships now in the queue. And then he went on to say something that was really disturbing. He said, you might look at that as a measure of improvement, but what it also reflects is that China is on a very severe lockdown right now. So a lot of the product that would traditionally be put on a ship in Chinese ports and sailed across the Pacific Ocean, those ships aren't being loaded right now. So the improvement isn't so much that we've gotten more efficient at moving goods into the port and out into the, the nation, it's the supply of ships has started to fall. So we, we see that and other signs that this recurring challenge around supply chain uh, will be with us for the foreseeable future. So that's a big, that's a big concern. I think the other thing that, you know, we're monitoring and, and we're very concerned about is you know, what are the types and kinds of, of policies that Massachusetts might be looking at? And, and right now, I would say, you know, both the House and the Senate are charting a very moderate course. They're, they're being conservative, and I mean, small c conservative on the tax front. They're trying to be very judicious about how they spend the opera money that they have and the additional state revenue that they have. But there's always that pressure to look again at tax policy and and I would suggest uh, for those elected officials that might be listening that, you know, changing fundamental aspects of the tax code at this point uh, presents an enormous risk. We already see population uh, leaving the state. Um, and I think we just need to be constantly vigilant about making sure that our economic climate remains healthy and, and remains competitive relative to some of our other states. I, I will say very concerned about the tax hike ballot question that's on the ballot in November. 
Mm -hmm. Abe is part of a broad coalition of people who are opposed to that. Uh, this proposal would embed in the state constitution an 80% surtax on income over a million dollars. Some perceive this as a measure that only affects the very wealthy. Uh, we've done some research that shows that it impacts small family-owned businesses. It, it impacts people in the agricultural arena, particularly if they own their own land. It impacts people who might be selling their homes. And I, I just looked up a statistic this morning from the Greater Boston Real Estate Board that the price of a house in Greater Boston, the median price is now approaching $800,000. So you can see how easy it would be to, you know, sell a home, maybe liquidate some retirement assets, and then, you know, presto, you have income over a million dollars. And so this surtax, this tax height, is going to have a negative impact much more broadly than the proponents are admitting. And because it's in the Constitution, if we wake up, it, it goes into effect in January of 2023. If we wake up in 2023 and realize, wow, that, that was a mistake. We really shouldn't have done that. It will take us four years to unwind it. And there's an awful lot of damage that can be inflicted in that four-year period. So it's things like that that I think, you know, keep our members awake at night as they try to figure out how to remain competitive uh, in, in, a, in, a, in an ever-changing environment. Okay, so looking forward, again, going back to our, our talk earlier about the economy and where you think the state's economy is going, what, what can business owners look forward to in the next quarter or two? Well, unfortunately, I think it's continued uncertainty, uh, possibly coupled with some, some turmoil, particularly around interest rates. And as the sort of the recession, no recession issue sorts itself out, trying to make sure that their businesses are well positioned uh, to withstand a, an economic downturn. So, you know, keeping cash reserves in a good place, uh, managing inventory uh, and receivables, just paying attention to making sure the company's bottom line is as healthy as you can make it so that if there is a recession, it, it doesn't, it doesn't you know, permanently and negatively impact your company. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. I, I promised people uh, an enlightening podcast, and that's exactly what we got. So we'll look wish, forward to I having wish I could be more upbeat. So maybe uh, uh, invite me back in six months. We'll see how things are. I was just going to say, we'll have you back in six months, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how you did with those forecast and uh, the look ahead. So again, thank you very much for being on. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you, George. Okay. And thank you to all of you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. We'll see you next time.